Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my recap on UFC 259. And uh, that just happened uh, last night as I record this. And uh, it was a good card. Overall, um, very solid, good uh, performances, good fights. I would, um, out of 10, I would probably uh, score this uh, card as a, let's see, I'd give it maybe an 8. Uh, 8 is good, maybe an 8. Yeah maybe an eight. Um, there was just some moments that, you know, I'm going to start this off in the weirdest way. Um, I want to start off with Alexander Rakic, man. Like this guy is such a good fighter, but um, he doesn't really um, fight for the finish. He fights to just win. You know, he does does enough to just uh, pick apart his opponent and then uh, get a safe decision. And he's done this um, quite a bit right now and it, it's sad because we saw how good he looked when he knocked out a uh, jimmy manua and um yeah that guy isn't uh hasn't been around lately and i do hope he does come back but that was just it was such a poor way to uh start the card so i think that kind of uh bases uh um that kind of changes uh my score for the entire card because of it but um i would probably give it an eight because okay it's funny we're going to be starting from the uh, top of the main card. There, there was other uh, things in the prelims that I could talk about too. We'll get to that, but uh, let's start with the main card. So, wasn't really impressed with Alexander Rakic, Islam Makhachev. I was very impressed with this guy. Um, Drew, first of all, Drew Dober really didn't do anything during this fight, you know. And Drew Dober is a, a very good fighter, um, but Islam Makhachev, Makhachev, Islam Makhachev, man, he is. Um, He's the real deal, man. It's it's that Khabib style of fighting, that uh, grinding on the ground, just take takedowns, um, putting all your weight on your opponent. It just it doesn't look fun, you know. But um, he's doing it. Um, many other fighters from Russia are doing it, and I just this is the future. This is the future of MMA. When I see um, this style of fighting, you know, like how how do you how do you solve that? You know, it's very difficult. So. I'm very excited um, to see what's next for Islam Makashev. He said he wanted to fight uh, Tony Ferguson. Um, maybe that's uh, that's a big jump. I don't know. And I I also kind of don't want to see uh, Tony Ferguson in that fight right now. You know, like I, I think that's like uh, an unfavorable matchup for him at this moment in his career. So I would like to see Islam fight someone else. I'm not entirely too sure. Um Islam, Islam, who should he fight? Oh, I said Benil Dariush. He should fight Benil Dariush. I think that would be a very good fight, to be honest. Um, yeah, do Benil Dariush versus Islam Makashev. I think I would uh, very much enjoy that fight, and both fighters deserve a big fight. This could easily be like a, a headliner for a fight night, so I'd like to see that. Uh, let's get to the first title fight of the night and that was Aljamain Sterling defeating Peter Piotr Jan by uh disqualification with an illegal knee and uh this was crazy this was crazy um first time this ever happened someone won a belt by disqualification and uh it sucks it sucks for Aljamain man because I, I picked Aljamain to win um this fight going into it but uh I didn't think he he was gonna win like this and to be honest as a fan of Aljamain Sterling, um, he was getting beat, man. He, first off, I think he had a, a bad game plan. He he went the Corey Sanhagen route and just went all out right away, trying to look for the finish. But 
that's difficult against someone like uh, Piotr Jan. So after doing that in round one, he he slowed down big time and he looked gassed, you know, and it looked like it was either going to be a finish in round four or five or just like a decision win for Piotr Jan, four rounds to one. But um, he connected with an illegal knee to um, Aljamain's head. And I don't know why uh, they said it was because his corner gave him the advice to throw the knee. I don't know. I don't know how that happened, how that mistake went down, but it costed him his belt, you know? Like, he lost his championship because of a stupid mistake. And if it was a closer fight, I could kind of uh, um, understand why something... Like, it, it would kind of be better if this, uh, if it was a closer fight for this to go down as a disqualification and then the controversy would set in. But because it was basically becoming a one-sided fight and then Aljamain came back and um, won it by disqualification, it kind of, uh, it looks like he was given such a blessing that he had to take it, you know? But at the same time, it's just... Um, that was a big that was a big knee you know i think he got concussed from that and for him to try to continue after that just to prove everyone wrong and say yo i'm tough i could get through this like it just doesn't make sense just run it back you know i think they're gonna have to do a part two um and this is great for aljamain man because he could look at what he did in the first fight and adjust big time because he he didn't have a good game plan i'll admit that and it, it costed him but luckily he there was a saving grace that got him the belt somehow so aljamain sterling is your new champion at bantamweight i do feel bad for all the negative um press he's getting because of this but it's not really his fault, you know, like um, if you're not going to take that, Anthony Smith didn't take this opportunity against John Jones, you know what I mean? And um, I don't know, like um, I don't really see an incentive of uh, saying uh, I was tough. I'm going to be tough and get through this and fight it out. It's like, no, like your opponent broke the rules, you know, um, there's no reason for you to be saying I'm going to be the tougher fighter, you know, they broke the rules. So, um, sucks. It, it sucks all around. I'm just going to say that, but I am going to look forward to the rematch because it's definitely going to have a lot of bad blood already because they had so much bad blood before, but now it's going to be even worse. So I'm excited for the rematch for sure. Um, co-main event, Amanda Nunes defends her featherweight championship against Megan Anderson. First round, um, triangle armbar. It was the most interesting submission finish I've seen in a while. And um, I remember seeing that video that Dana White posted on Instagram of uh, Megan Anderson walking into the uh, Apex Arena. And everyone was commenting, yo, she looks like a ghost. She looks scared. She um, looks nervous. And <laughs> honestly, like after seeing that video, I was like, maybe she's just like... Um, nervous right now but she's gonna get in the groove but i i really it, it just the storyline just played out just like you would think it would just by seeing that video you know like uh, megan anderson was like a deer um uh, what, what's the saying deer in front of headlights whatever that saying is that, that's what she was you know um against amanda nunez and um 
she got picked apart on the feet before going down and then getting caught in that um, triangle arm bar. And I don't know who could beat Amanda Nunes. It's the, the only person is Valentina Shevchenko, but it's it's going to be hard for a third fight simply because of um, Amanda won the first two fights. But I do agree that they were close fights, especially that second fight between the two. So I wouldn't mind seeing a third fight between the two, especially because Valentina herself is so dominant at 125 and there's really no one for her to fight. I, I do remember when Amanda was saying that she wanted to move down to 125 and uh, fight Valentina there. If she, I don't think she can make 125. That's a big cut for her, man. But uh, if she could make 125 and fa uh, fight Valentina... Um, I'm excited. I'll, I'll be excited for that fight. That'd be good, you know? Um, yeah. But as of right now, there's talks about uh, Juliana Pena to fight uh, Amanda Nunes. I, I don't see her being a challenge either, you know? Um, especially because Juliana Pena, she just she's just coming off a win. She's not even, like, on a win streak right now, you know? Um, so, yeah. I, I just... They can make that fight, I guess, just to continue clearing out the roster for Amanda, or they could just make the the big fight. They can make the Valentina Shevchenko versus Amanda Nunes three, and that's just one of those um, trilogies that even though Amanda won the first two, even though the fighter won the first two, a third fight still makes sense. It's exactly like Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway, so. I would like that for Amanda Nunes next because as of right now, I just don't see anyone else beating her. There's, it's just not close. And this fight against Megan Anderson really proved that once again. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the main event. Um, personally, first of all, Jan Bohovic, he won the fight by unanimous decision. Um, personally, I really liked the, the fight. I thought the fight was very entertaining, very intense. Um, the first three rounds were super close. You know, the, the two were trading on the feet. And to be honest, for each of those three rounds, you can score it differently. You know, um, it could either go to Jan or it could go to Israel. But um, first off, I was impressed that Jan was able to um, stand in front of someone so technical like Israel like that, you know, um, I didn't think that was going to happen. I didn't think he was going to be able to, uh, keep up with Israel's pace because the truth is, um, how I saw this fight was that Israel is the more technical striker. And then Jan is the, the power puncher. He gets, uh, those strong hits, but, um, he really displayed, Jan really displayed his, um, technical skills on the feet in this fight and I was impressed you know he didn't um leave himself too exposed he defended himself well he checked those kicks very well you know if he didn't check those kicks he would have been in trouble for sure um but I see that fight in comparison to Israel's fight with Costa and it's just that's how you have to fight Israel Adesanya you have to um you you can't fall for his uh the bait that he sets uh he sets traps during fights and usually that's what happens fighters they overcommit and they get um they get countered by Israel but um 
Jan, he stayed composed. He did well on the feet, but uh, what really sealed it for him were the last two rounds, round four and five, where he secured takedowns. And for a good two and th- two to three minutes during those rounds, he was just on top, uh, throwing ground and pound, just staying on top. And um, in my opinion, that's it's kind of bad for Israel, you know, uh, to see that, you know. Um, it sets a game plan for a lot of fighters is what i'm trying to get at if you take him down he's gonna have a hard time on the ground that's just the truth he's not the greatest on the ground he's an amazing striker but um if you're a wrestler and you fight israel there's a good chance that he's gonna be in trouble you know um but yeah i think uh another factor that played a part of this was weight you know, Israel came in at 200, was it? You know, he, he didn't even reach 205. And he, I don't think he was ready for a 205 bout yet. He w- he looked good. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he he looked bad. It's crazy how the scorecards were like 49, 45. I, at least it should have been like 48, 47. I think I, I'd score it like a 48, 47, give the last two rounds to Jan and then one of the three at least like you could even there's an argument that he won all three you know what i mean or two of the three but um that's how close it was in the first three rounds and the last two it was young for sure but um giving a 10-8 round in the last two rounds it just doesn't make sense to me for sure um but yeah you know overall i'm just impressed with jan bohovich you know he went from a fighter on the cusp of getting cut by the ufc and then now he's not only the champion but he defeated one of the best fighters of the generation you know and uh this is a setback for israel but i do think he's gonna come back he's um still a great fighter this wasn't a bad loss for his first defeat in mma he handled it really well so i um i commend him for that and what's next for him i think um the winner of marvin vittori and um darren till that's an exciting uh matchup for uh either of those guys are an exciting matchup for um israel adesanya i'd like to see Derek brunson um get maybe like a couple more wins and then hopefully they can fight because i know there's like bad blood between those two there's a lot of fighters in middleweight that he could still fight um so and i think he could beat most of them to be honest you know i don't know who's really going to give him an issue but um as for 205 do i see him back I do. I think uh, he will definitely be back uh, one day. I just uh, definitely not now. Not now. You know, he has so much to do in middleweight still. So let's see that first. But as for Jan Bohovic, he um, can still continue defending his belt at 205. The obvious next match is Glover Teixeira. You know, he's on a four fight win streak or five. What I don't even know what it is, but uh, that makes sense. And that's an exciting matchup, you know, and um I'd be excited for that, you know, because uh, they're two two older guys and they're at the top of their divisions. And I I love it, you know, Um, that would be fun and good momentum for both of them right now. So I'll be excited for that matchup. Let's talk about um, the prelims. So let's see what's good on the prelims. I like the, um, let's see, let's see. I didn't see all of the prelims, but I did see... I missed Dominic Cruz. Um, I heard that it shouldn't have been a split decision. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Kyler Phillips versus Song Dong was actually a very fun fight. 
Kyler Phillips is very impressive, man. Um, I'm excited to see what's next from him, actually. What's his record right now? He's 9-1 and one now. So, 3-5 win streak in the UFC. We'll see what happens. Um, the division is this bantamweight. So, that's another name in bantamweight. I'm excited for the bantamweight division right now, especially with how this fight with Aljo and uh, Piotr went down. It just uh, it adds even more drama. Now, you have TJ Dillashaw talking all sorts of shit right now and it's it's entertaining you know it's uh i like seeing these things in divisions uh, not only just like fighting beefs but also uh personal beef you know it's good um but uh let's see askar askarov impressive uh fight against uh, joseph benavidez he did miss weight Kaikara France, that was crazy, you know, uh, he was getting, he was close to being submitted by the rear naked choke, and then uh, he knocks out Rogerio Bontorin, just like five seconds left in the round, it was crazy, you know, to see that, but um, yeah, overall, I enjoyed this, I enjoyed this card, I'll give it an 8 out of 10, that's my final uh, score for it, 8 out of 10, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what's next, uh, personally, for all these uh, champions, especially, and uh, let me know what you thought about this card. Uh, I hope you have a good rest of your week. Farewell. Bye-bye.